Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh. And today I have a special sister in Christ with me. You may have seen her on my broadcast about a year ago or so. Uh, her name is Patty Mason. And Patty is an author, speaker, ministry leader, an amazing woman of God, and a dear friend of mine. And I am just so blessed to have her today. And we're going to be talking about some important stuff. She's got some new book releases and re-release. But we today is Valentine's Day. And we understand that Valentine's Day is a really fun day for a lot of people. People, but we also understand that there's a struggle sometimes for others. So she is my sister in Christ, and we're going to chat with you all today. So if you need a word of encouragement, we want you to share this broadcast out with your friends, family, coworkers, anybody that needs to hear a word. So Patty, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. I am so excited to be here. I always enjoy our time together. It is so fruitful, and I absolutely glean and love all the things that God is doing through you. Oh, and so recently you have a re-release of a book, correct? Can you talk correct. a little bit about that? That's correct. It's called Experiencing Joy, Strategies for Living a Joy-Filled Life. It was actually written 10 years ago, but with all of the anxiety and depression and fear and everything that's happening in the world today, I really felt led to revise the book. So we did a rewrite on the book. We expanded it. We put more in-depth questions into it to help you get to the root of issues. Because if you think about it, um, a lot of times harmful emotions are like the dandelions that grow in your yard. They have a root and you can mow those dandelions over. But if you don't get to the root, it, they, those dandelions keep coming back. Same thing with harmful emotions. If you don't get to the root of the issue, they just keep coming back. They have triggers and they just they will just keep coming back. And so we we did that. We take you a little bit more in depth. And then we also connected the book with our quick and easy Bible study series. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we added a lot more scripture to the book and just really want to help people to experience joy in their lives. And then what we did with the book is this is again, we did this 10 years ago, but we also uh, strengthened those strategies because there are seven strategies that the Lord gave me in helping me to overcome depression and not only to overcome it, but to stay free from depression and anger and all the other harmful things that I was dealing with. He then gave me the strategies to help me not only get free, but to stay free. Amen. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because a lot of times we do gain freedom. Maybe we go for counseling for a little while. Maybe, you know, we go to a retreat and we get some inner healing and so forth. But the freedom is a constant walkout thing. Um, I was yesterday at a little uh, Valentine's celebration with some women in ministry that I do ministry with their uh, Nettie and Cheryl, they have the Friends Forever Club and their target zone is the younger generation. And of course, I took my granddaughters and, and so forth. We were there. And as we were doing a painting project, the Lord just spoke the word freedom to me. And I was like, you know, and we have to practice freedom. It's yes. not just something that comes natural. We have to be intentional. We have to be totally aware of what we're thinking about, what we're engaging in, how we're responding and so forth. So I'm so glad that you revised that and put some more tools because it was great before. OK, so I know because I have the book. So um, knowing that there's a revision out there, I'm going to have to get it because just 10 years ago, with your experiential knowledge now, because mm -hmm. we learn every day. That's right. And so I love that. I love that. And that's available where fine books are sold, right? Yes, it's well, it's available on Amazon or any, I mean, you can walk into any bookstore and request it. 
um, or just go out online. I mean, it's in Barnes and Noble. Just, yeah, just go Google. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, but you also have a, another book that just came out. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. It's called Getting to Know God's Heart. Mm -hmm. And that was a book that I think the Lord actually began to cultivate in me decades ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, decades ago. I can go back and I look in my journals and I can see how God was preparing me even then to write that book because God is so passionate about us. He wants us to know his heart for us. And I know that we, we know God is merciful and compassionate. I mean, we read about that in scripture, but God wants to take us into a place where we begin to realize and see his heart toward us. And so I think that's very important because I think a lot of people are suffering with a lack of identity, having that identity crisis. This is a lot of times why we struggle in our Christian faith, because we yeah. don't understand who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us and his heart toward us. So this is why I just felt very passionate about this book. It was a the timing of it was was amazing. It actually came out last year and it shot to number one Amazon uh, on the Amazon bestsellers list overnight. And I think it was because people are so hungry for God, but they don't know how to connect with God. And one of the things we actually put in the book was a, a free gift on 21 easy ways to build relationship with God. That's a free ebook that you can have when you purchase the book or download the ebook. And it's just an incredible tool that people are just eating up because people want that connection with God, but they don't feel that they're able to do it or, or they just feel that disconnect, but they are, or they're so busy or there's like, Oh my gosh, how, how, how do I do this? And I'm look, I'm going, look, it's easy. It's easy to have relationship with God. But like Maggie said, you do need to be intentional, especially at first as you're implementing these things, you need to be intentional, but there comes a point where God becomes your life and you just start sleeping, eating and breathing him. And it just becomes so natural. It becomes a way of life. I love that. I love that it is. And you know, in the days that we live in, we have to get to that place where he is first and where we are allowing him. You know, I used to uh, use an illustration and this, of course, this isn't a glass, so you can't really see inside. I used to use an illustration that you know, we are, when we become Christians, we get that little, you know, we get the deposit of the Holy Spirit in us that leads and guides us. But whenever we are fully all in with the Lord, it is like we are in a, um, you know, we have that little bit, but we have this big bowl where he is leading us and we are going to the places where he wants us to go. We're saying what he wants us to say rather than us taking him along for the ride. I've, I've been there. Okay. I've been there. It's like, God, I want you to come along with my plans, breathe on my plans, you know, yeah. give me a breakthrough in this area. And the, the truth of the matter is, is that when we submit to his ways, his mm -hmm. ways are higher than our ways. They're not. And so we can't even wrap our brains around how he wants to touch humanity through us, how he wants to use us in, in all circumstances. And I love that you have taken um, your trials, your tribulations, the things that you've gone through with depression in the past can help so many people. Oh, well, that's a God thing, too. Uh, I mean, years ago, I remember the Lord through a person, a woman who had heard me share my testimony. And I'm, when I say years ago, I'm talking this is like 25 years ago. And I was starting to share my testimony publicly because I was a brand new believer. I grew up in church. I was one of those who, you know, I believed in Jesus, but I had no relationship with him. And I hadn't given him my life yet. 
And so I was a brand new baby believer, had just been delivered from depression. And I was starting to share my testimony publicly. And a woman heard me speak at this big women's conference rally thing. And through her, God spoke to me and told me that he was going to teach me how to tie rags. Just like when Jeremiah was thrown into the well or cistern, where if you read that Jeremiah chapter 38, that is the perfect portrait of depression. Yes. Yes. When you you read that, I mean, he was just thrown into this well. He was all alone, just sinking into the mud, tried to get out, but only sank deeper. I mean, it's just a perfect portrait of depression. Yes. Then the king sent men to tie rags and they got, get this, they got the rags out of the king's treasury. I mean, it was like there was this room right below the treasury. And that struck me because when we take these tools to tie rags together, to reach into the well where people are suffering, as I once was, we don't come with our own tools and our own agenda. We come with the king's equipment. We come with what we get out of the king's treasury, what we glean, what we gain from Jesus. We offer to you because we've been there. We've seen what God has done. We see what God can do. And so therefore we take what we've learned and we then tie these rags together and reach down into the well where you are or whether it's anxiety or depression or fear or anger or whatever well you feel like you're stuck in. We just tie those rags to reach in to help pull you out because there is freedom when you come out of that well. And I know because when I came out of that well, I came out a different woman. And so, so I want that for people. I mean, I, that is something I have prayed from the very beginning of my, my salvation walk with Jesus is I've started praying. I said, Lord, let me be a vessel you can use to touch and change the lives of others. And he has answered that prayer so many times, Maggie, over the years, it it, sometimes it makes my head spin, but I'm very, very thankful for what he has done, what he is doing and what he will continue to do in the days ahead. Wow. Wow. Listen, y'all, I could just take the mic and hold it out here and just go drop the mic. That is so powerful what she just said. Incredibly powerful because he does. And so if you're in a place right now where you're thinking, I can't even imagine what it feels like to to experience joy or what what it feels like to interact with the father. Listen, you need to go ahead and and just take a deep breath and say, Lord, I'm asking you to come and help me. Because pride will keep us from getting the help we need. And many times it'll it'll give us a false sense of security. And I'm saying this because you heard it from her mouth. She she believed in Jesus. She went to church. But there's a big difference between that. And, you know, I had the same experience. If someone would have told me I was not a Christian, I would have been offended because I knew you know, I had a Bible. I knew about Jesus. I love Jesus and I drove, took my kids to church, but it is an encounter that she is referring to. It is emptying yourself so that he can fill you uh, with, with his love and his kindness and his mercy and all of the things that we need just to, to get through the day or to make a trip to the Walmart for my, for my goodness. You can't do anything here lately without needing to rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I'm encouraging you all to purchase these books, uh, not only for yourself, but for a friend, I can't tell you how many, as she was talking about, she got a message this morning. I get messages every day hurting people in this world that are needing some encouragement and they need to know that they're not alone. So, you know, you look at, you know, Patty and, and okay, let me just look at Patty 20 years ago. Okay. If I would have met or well, maybe 25 years ago, if I would have seen Patty, I would have been like, what does she know about depression? 
You know, she's so together. She's an author. She's a speaker. And she looks like she's got it all together. But the reality is, is that God took her mess and made it her message. But she allowed him to. And so, Patty, do you find that some people, uh, they want the breakthrough, but they don't want to go through? Yes, all the time. I mean, we all want that. We all want the victory. We all want to have everything that uh, God says are the blessings that are ours in Christ. And we have those blessings. But a lot of times, you know, in order to receive the blessing, there are conditions that come with it. And we need to be obedient. We need to be submitting. Listen, there is a, I, th I think there's a real stigma to the word submission. Okay, There is. And, and I think we, we hear the word surrender all the time. You need to surrender to God, submit to God. And we're just going, well, I don't want to do that because I'm, a, I'm an independent person. And, and, and the world tells me to, you know, live for myself. And, and I, I, you know, I need to be number one. And, and, and I mean, the world's message is very, very contrary to God's message. Oh, yeah. But submission is freedom. It's absolute freedom. And here's what I like to tell women. OK, because I really want people to get a really good mental picture of what submission is really all about. It is simply falling into the arms of Jesus. That's yeah. all it is. It's just in your weakness, just fall into the arms of Jesus and say, Lord, in my weakness, be strong. Yeah. Just falling into the arms of Jesus, giving him your troubles, giving him your heart, because he's going, cast all of your care upon me because I care about you. I don't want you carrying these things. I want to carry it for you. Yeah. Now, this doesn't mean you won't feel you will, but it's like we can't depend on our feelings. We have to just let I mean, our feelings are good. I don't I don't want to say to anybody that feelings are bad. Feelings are not. Feelings are a gift from God. They are intended to help us. They are intended to communicate to us in different situations. But when our feelings control us, when our emotions control us, that's when it's negative. That's when it's harmful to our lives. We need to feel without allowing these emotions to control us. So simply just give yourself to Jesus. Just give all of you, your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Just say, Lord, I even admit if you don't know what you're doing, just say, Lord, I, I come to him a lot, a lot of times and say, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, Lord. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. That is actually one of my most favorite verses in all of scripture. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Help me because that's why we have the Holy Spirit. He gave the Holy Spirit as an advocate, as a helper to help us, to lead us, to guide us. But if we're being prideful, like Maggie said, and we're holding back, and we're trying to do things on our own and we're trying to think we have all the answers and we're trying to look like we have it all together. And, you know, God's going to go, well, OK, let me know when you're done. <laughs> you and you'll wear yourself out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, the, the, the key to, I mean, we're talking about keys for life. I mean, the key to everything I believe is Jesus. I mean, the key to experiencing joy, the key to the abundant life, the key to everything that we have been given in Christ is just, is just to give yourself to Jesus. Amen. It's that simple, but we make it so hard, but it's that simple. We complicate it. And I'm glad that you brought up the feelings because, 
you know, we, there's a term that the younger generation uses and, and it's like, you're all up in your feelings, you know, but God gave us emotions for a reason. He gave us those emotions so that we could love and we could have compassion and things like that. But, right. but that comes from our soulish realm. And so we want to approach life through the spiritual lens through, with the leading of the Holy Spirit that resides in us. So I absolutely love that you brought that up because people think that, you know, you got different camps out there. One camp is, is like stuff your feelings. Feelings, they don't matter and but they do matter and they matter to God and he gave us certain things even just like fear fear is not you know the Bible says that fear brings torment but God gave us the ability to experience fear so that if there is a lion coming after you you don't stand there and go hi kitty kitty you know you <laughs> run <laughs> so it's super important so wow this is so very good so I'd like to talk for a few moments uh, about the women out there today that are, you know, it's Valentine's Day and, you know, the world. And I love that you mentioned that how the world system is so much different than biblical principles. And so if you were watching this broadcast, ladies, and you were thinking, I don't have a spouse, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have anybody to, to buy me flowers or whatever. Listen, there, the Lord is a husband to the husbandless and he is a father to the fatherless. And he is right there. And I will tell you my single life with Jesus. I don't think that I would have a fruitful marriage if I had not learned to, like you said, sum, submit in, in a good way, come under the protection of uh, the Lord. My life would have been like a hot mess. And the Lord probably would have never brought my husband to me had I not recognized that he is first. He is first. So what would you say to the women out there today, Patty, that are hurting today and feeling depressed because it's the love day, which yeah. let's see all the love day should be every day. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I actually look back over my life and I went, I was in a season like that. I remember being young as a teenager and as a young woman, because I got married late in life and I remember not having that special someone. And I grew to actually hate this day. A lot of women do. Yeah, because I was, you know, I'm always around all these girls and these women who had got flowers and candies and dates and all these things. And I remember I even one time in high school, I because I don't know if you guys remember this or if you did this, Maggie, in high school, but we used to send carnations like you could sign up to send your uh, Valentine a, a carnation. And so all the girls at school, they'd, they'd do that first thing in the morning. They'd come and they'd pass out the carnations. And I'd be like one of the only girls. I kid you not. One of the very, very few girls that would not get a, at least one carnation. Mm -hmm. Some some girls would get three or four of them, you know. And I'm I'm just like it was such a miserable day because these girls would carry these carnations around all day long. So I remember one year, I can't remember if it was my junior or senior year of high school. I actually sent myself a carnation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, who sent you a carnation? And I'm, I'm like, well, I don't know, like secret admirer. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it is. It, 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 this day is really hard for a lot of people who don't feel like they have that special someone in their life. And honestly, I kind of wonder if this is kind of part of God's curse, <laughs> because you remember when um, in, in, the, in Genesis, you know, when Adam and Eve originally fell. And the, one of the things that God said to woman was that you will long for your husband. And so I can't help but wonder if this longing that we have for a man is part of it. But here's the key. Like Maggie said, Jesus is the bridegroom of the church. Yes, he is. And his heart is for you. 
And I'm going to tell you, I am a married woman, but I know Jesus as my husband. I know Jesus as a lover. And having that revelation of God's heart, having that revelation of his love for me was a game changer. It not only changed my life, the way I saw God, the way I saw myself, because so so often we can get into that pit of I'm not good enough or, you know, we start loathing, self-loathing ourselves. We start beating ourselves up. We and and when we get that revelation of God's love, we just see ourselves so differently because we start to see ourselves through the eyes of Jesus instead of through our own eyes or what the mirror says. I've actually come to a point where I will stand in front of that mirror at times and say, the mirror is a liar because there are times I look in that mirror and I don't <laughs> I don't even recognize this woman. <laughs> so and because, you know, and the mirror is a liar. But Jesus isn't. And he looks at you through the eyes of love. And when you can start to see yourself through the eyes of God, and then you will start to see the church differently. You'll start to see other people in your life differently. You'll start to see the world differently. I mean, it's like everything comes into perspective when you start to see yourself through the eyes of Jesus and through his love for you. And you get a revelation of that love. So before you ever seek after any man, I highly recommend you give your heart and your soul and your mind and everything that you are first to Jesus, first to the bridegroom. Allow him to fill you with his love, because if you have a lot of woundedness in your life and you go and you try to build a relationship out of all that woundedness, it's just going to become a tangled mess. And so it's so important to allow Jesus to heal us first and to give us that revelation first. And I tell you, my marriage is actually better as a result of getting that revelation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the key. It's I'm telling you, Jesus is the key. to. I don't care what your question is. I don't care what your problem is. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> well, you know, Jesus is the key ring that holds the keys. All of these things together that we talk about in these broadcasts, because it's incredibly important to realize that. Yeah. And I love what you said. And me, too. I mean, I was going to be a single woman. I was content in my singlehood, totally content in my singlehood. And it wasn't always like that. But I was to the point where I was going to be like the Apostle Paul. I was going to be single until Jesus. Jesus came back. I was just all about the ministry and, you know, being submitted to the Lord when the Lord brought my husband. It wasn't something I was desiring. I was desiring a maintenance man. I'll be honest. My friends would laugh. They were all praying for, um, I had had this years ago. Several of my friends were with me. I got this prophetic word that the Lord was bringing me my tall, dark, handsome blessing. And I was like, so they called him, um, one friend called him the TBH or TBHD, tall, dark, handsome blessing. And she was praying for my TDHB to come. And I was like, I don't need it. No, no. Jesus is the husband. He is the He is the one that I am looking to. He's my source. And I finally had gotten the intimacy that I have desired over the years to have. And there was no way I wanted to give that up. But yet the Lord had different plans for me. So there is an, a book that I recommend uh, to you all outside of Patty's. I recommend you go buy all of Patty's books. Okay, get them all. Get them all and send them to your friends for Valentine's Day and birthdays and Christmas and so forth. But the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe Hmm. wrote a book that helped me so much. And it was called Married, Single, Separated and Life After Divorce. And by golly, I had all of those. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) that book talks about being, uh, you know, we talk about 
I need him to make me whole or I need her to make me whole. But he says that we need to be whole in Jesus. And, you know, so ladies, if you're watching this broadcast and you're thinking, oh, I wish I had a marriage like Maggie's or I wish I had a marriage like Patty's and everything. Find the find your 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 identity and who you are in Christ first and then find that person that is going after God. Here you are. Here's them. The closer you go to God, the more intimate your relationship will be. I, I made a post, a sappy post a while ago about for my, about my husband, but I was thinking about his relationship with God and how that makes me so attractive to my husband mm -hmm. and the aroma of the prayers that he prays over me and the, and, and all of those things. So ladies, listen, do not get caught up in the commercialism of you have to have someone you have to know who you are in Christ. And that is vital. We just had a whole conference on this, Patty. I don't know if you're aware of it. You know, we had a group of, uh, the Lord has had me ministering a lot to women and their daughters and, uh, it was it was living inside out. It was based on identity and knowing who you are. Okay, mm -hmm. so Susan Carter is going to weigh in here. I don't usually do this, but Susan Carter says, "Come on now, Susan. Susan is a single woman who is incredibly content with her relationship with the Lord, and she says, Happy Valentine's Day.' And he, yes, he is. Yes, he is going to do it. And Carla says this morning, yes and amen. My sweet sister Carla out there in the the Red Letter Awards woman. I absolutely love her. She's out in California. Hey, girl. Uh, Buffy says, amen. Love this, Maggie. God has to be first in our life. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. You know, things will fall into place anytime we make an idol out of a relationship or, or anything, a career, your children, anything. If you put anything above God, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be miserable. It's going to be miserable. So I remember that we had candy grams and I sent myself one too. See, Crystal can relate to the carnations. Yeah. I love that. And yes, she is. Uh, Susan is content in her singlehood. Thank you, ladies, for weighing in. I don't always add comments because this does go on um Creative Motion Network, and I try to keep it kind of evergreen, but I appreciate you guys weighing in because it is important that we understand who we are, who we belong to, and what God wants to do through us. And he'll take her mess. He'll take her mess. Just like he's taken mine, he's taken Patty's mm -hmm. and put it in to a yeah. message to reach others. So I want to encourage you guys. Patty has a lot to offer. Uh, Patty, can you tell them a little bit about your Bible studies and things like that so the viewers can get connected with you? Sure. Well, getting to know God's heart is a quick and easy Bible study. It's, it's the first one in our quick and easy Bible study series, because I know we're busy ladies and I, I don't want, I don't want women to make the excuse. Well, I don't have time for Bible study because you do have time. You need to make time. You need to make God your life. I think that's so important. So we offer quick and easy Bible studies that were, are there um, to help you get to know God's heart for you. Again, like I said, I think this is so critical, especially on days like today, because, you know, when we're talking about love and we're talking about relationships, I mean, this is the epitome of every love relationship. It needs this needs to be the cornerstone. So I highly recommend it. And here's the good news. Uh, getting to know God's heart ebook is actually free today on Amazon. So I highly recommend you go out and grab it. Just it's getting to know God's heart or you can even do book.godsheartforyou.com and it'll pull it right up. Uh, you don't even, don't even have to go out to Amazon. Just key it in books.godsheartforyou.com and it'll pull right up. Ebook is free today. And then experiencing joy strategies for living a joy-filled life. We have put that under our quick and easy Bible study series. And that is 99 cents today. 
the ebook. So this is a this is a really great time to go out and grab both of those books. I want to encourage you guys to take advantage of this because uh, these resources being made available for free and next to nothing is something that will help you so much. So I would encourage you guys share this on your timeline, share it out in a messenger, share to your stories, get the word out, help Patty and I celebrate the day of love, but every day with Jesus is love. Right. And I put a website up here. If you are listening to this on uh, a uh, audio podcast because I repurpose everything because I'm busy. Um, it is www.libertyinchrist. That's in I N Christ Ministries.com. Mm -hmm. And you can reach out to Patty on social media. You can find her on all the social platforms. And I have spent some time sharing um, with Patty. I know she's a great speaker. So if you're looking forward to someone to come and speak to your women about what it's like to overcome depression, what it's like to feel like Jeremiah and be stuck in that place where you feel like there's just like that hot blanket over you and you can't breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Patty knows how that feels and yet God delivered her. And what he's done for one, he'll do for another. Right. I just want to echo all the things she said. I'm not going to ask her about the key because she has over and over told you the key is Jesus. Jesus <laughs> is the key. <laughs> yeah, and just making Jesus your life. Yes. Just don't compartmentalize. Okay, I think... Uh, this is one of the reasons why I don't like the phrase quiet time. I'm not saying don't have a quiet time. I'm just, I just don't like it that, because I think it teaches us to compartmentalize. I'm getting my spiritual check mark. Okay. I did my 30 minutes with Jesus today. Check. I prayed today. Check. Don't compartmentalize your relationship. Make Jesus your life. Learn to talk to him all the time. Learn to incorporate him all the time and go out and get uh, 21 easy ways to build relationship with God. It's an opt-in. It's on my website. I've got opt-ins, all kinds of opt-ins on my website. I've got, you know, an audio for finding joy. Um, I've got, you know, the quick and easy uh, Bible study series is on there. And like I said, it's free today on, on Amazon, but also hop out on there and get um, uh, 21 easy ways to build relationship with God. And I will show you just how easy it is to build relationship with God in your everyday life, making him your life. It's, it's really easy. It's really easy. And it's not hard. It's not time consuming. It's just a matter of being aware of being conscious and just making Jesus your life. I absolutely love that. Patty, thank you so much for being on the broadcast with me today. Thank you for all you do for the body of Christ. Thank you, Maggie, for having me. It was a blast. I always have such a good time with you. So I hope to see you in the near future at swim or something. We'll, we'll have to meet up and have coffee. So absolutely. Listen, y'all, you heard it right here on Keys to Your Best Life. And I hope that you'll tune in for future broadcasts. Uh, you can find me on uh, Moving Forward Ministries TN and go and allow the Lord to speak through you. If you are struggling with any area of heaviness, reach out to Patty. If you're struggling in your current relationship, maybe you are in a relationship. Maybe Valentine's Day stinks for you because you got a, a broken relationship. Uh, reach out to me. I am available um, with resources in the area of marriage. And uh, I am a firm believer that it needs it. You know, I know that you might feel like that there's a lot of crap going on in your marriage. And uh, there might be, but crap is fertilizer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I can take it and grow something beautiful out of it. You have to enrich it. You have to water it. You have to be intentional with it. Just like we're talking about with the relationship with the Lord. I don't know who that's, that's for. I don't ever throw those things in there, but if you need help in your marriage, Definitely book a session because you, um, I do prepare and rich and I have other resources where you can find out where you're at, whether you are a, um, 
a couple that is very much in agreement or whether or not you're a couple that is in desperate need. It's kind of like a triage and you go to the doctor, they tell you, they say they check your blood pressure, they check your heart rate, they check your temperature because they are wanting to know how sick are you? <laughs> are you, are you like going to need surgery in 15 minutes or do you just need a checkup? So it is very important to pour into that. So I don't know who that's for, but the Lord quickened me to talk about that. So we want to thank you. And thank you again, Patty. Thank you, Maggie. God bless you. Have a great day.